You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, here we are, folks. It is Christmas Eve Eve. And that can only mean that there's pandemonium, there's organized chaos going on right now at the North Pole as Santa and the elves and the reindeer all get ready for their biggest night of the year, of course. And all around the world, people are getting ready to celebrate Christmas. But you know who probably wants a Christmas present, a very specific Christmas present this year? It's Vice President Kamala Harris. She is complaining, yes, complaining, that she doesn't get good enough press coverage, that they don't show her leadership enough. You can't make this stuff up, folks. <laughs> can't make it up. <laughs> Stay with us. All right. Welcome, everyone, around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week, if that's even humanly possible. And as always, we do our level best. To send you off into your weekend with a smile. Oh, thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program. Folks, it is the Friday slash weekend edition. It is the Christmas weekend edition of the show. So here we are, Friday, December 23rd, 2022. And I got to tell you, I, I just can't even ex- explain how fast... This last year has gone by. It seems like just yesterday we were getting ready for Christmas and New Year's again. Just yesterday we were talking about Santa and getting in the sleigh and doing all those things. And, of course, talking about uh, the reason for the season and Christmas time. It's just really gone by quickly, hasn't it? So I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with the space-time continuum. We'll have to find out. Uh, But for now, of course, we're going to go with the flow because we have so much to tell you about here on the program today. Welcome to the show. Don't forget, uh, you can find out more about the program at kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. There you can find me on social media. You can send me a direct message. We love to hear from you. And when you do send me a message, let me know where you're listening from because we will give you a shout out here on the program. Now, on today's program, we're going to talk about a lot of the news that's going on, of course. We'll talk about a lot of the happenings, but I want you to stick around until the very last of the program today because we have a very, very special Christmas treat on the show today. I think you're going to be uh, very, very uh, surprised and happy about it. Those of you who have been listening to the program for some time know about our Christmas tradition here on the program, and so I do encourage you to stick around around uh, because I think that it's going to be very special. I think that you will be uh, very happy that you did. Okay, so let's take a look here real quick at some of the things that are going on. Uh, We are going to talk about the $1.7 trillion spending bill. Uh, We're also going to talk about, as I talked about in the uh, intro just now, Vice President Kamala Harris evidently is not happy uh, with the press coverage because it doesn't doesn't, uh, spotlight her leadership or or something like that. Uh, Yeah, as I said, you can't make this stuff up, so we'll talk about that. President Biden also calling for unity at Christmas time. Uh, We have an audio quote uh, about that uh, and then some comments, of course, uh, about that. And uh, plus, uh, we'll uh, talk about so many other things 
things that are uh, that are going on right now, especially when it comes to what's happening on the border. Now, some of you may remember uh, that just uh, in the last 20, 24, 48 hours or so, uh, the state of Arizona uh, is going to start taking down these um, – uh, shipping containers that were filling in gaps along the border uh, because the Biden administration had filed suit. So that is all starting up. But in my state of California, right next door to Arizona, of course, my state of California, our governor has now come out and made some statements about immigration that will absolutely blow your mind, will blow your mind. So you want to hear what Gavin Newsom uh, had to say about this. Now, I'll just parenthetically say this real quick because there's so much to talk about but i do think gavin newsom is very serious about running for president now i know that he has said that he's not going to be running i know that he said that he's he's behind joe biden right now the uh uh the 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 memo i guess for all the democrats to say is joe biden's running for president there's no reason why he can't run for president he's not too old he's not too um uh, uh weak or any of these kinds of things and or physically because he's suffering from these physical ailments and we don't take any joy in that uh but it's just a matter of fact uh, that the president biden does seem to be ailing in in many different ways which could affect anybody's ability uh, to uh, to be the president of the United States, and uh, so. But the Democrats right now, they're trying to uh, make a lot of uh, hay out of the midterms. Oh no, it was great midterms, the best midterms since 1930 something or whatever. Um, so therefore, there's no problem. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Uh, we don't have any problems with this president. Uh, we don't have any popularity issues. We don't have any a nation on the wrong track issues. Uh, we have, uh, you know, everything's fine. It's all copacetic, and Biden's going to run, and Gavin Newsom isn't, right? That's that's what we're led to believe. But I do think that at some point, it is going to open up uh, for one reason or another. Now, there could be a couple of different reasons for that. Number one, you could get these Hunter Biden investigations that will start coming down the pike once the GOP, a new GOP Congress is, is seated. They'll start these investigations. In fact, Hunter Biden just retained a big high-powered, uh, a big gun attorney uh, for that used to represent the Clintons in anticipation, it's thought, uh, regarding these new investigations that will come out about Hunter Biden. And of course, any ties then back to the quote, big guy, which is, of course, if Joe Biden is mentioned in some of these emails that have leaked out and so forth so um so we know uh that uh, that uh, that there's going to be a lot uh, going on with that so if that tracks back to biden biden could be politically weakened by that as well and then you might have a lot of democrats that will then say okay this is this is bad enough to where it could really affect any kind of real realistic real re-election expectation and they might start might start coming out of the woodwork then but i do think gavin newsom does want want to run for president um, and um, the his his um, uh, his comments about immigration and what's going on vis-a-vis title 42 um, are what um, I think is what part of his thing of trying to position himself um, as first of all the person who's not trying to do something to the party I'm going to run for president no because that would be too disruptive at this point so he's trying to look like he's playing ball but he's also I think trying to position himself where he's going to eventually be able to run okay when we come back from the break we'll tell you what Gavin Newsom said we'll tell you what Kamala Harris said also about immigration and immigration reform plus more about this bill that was passed and much much more stay 
right there. KyleWarrenShow.com. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETs can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETs helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVET service officer or to learn more, visit AMVETS.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. <laughs> Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards. Thank you for that great intro and liner here on the show. We're going to hear an Edwards notebook here in just a little bit. And, of course, don't forget, folks, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast. You can send me a direct message. You can find me on social media. You can do all kinds of great stuff right there at kylewarrenshow.com and as you know we keep going up and up and up 
just like the music is doing right there for one reason and one reason only and that of course is you the listeners thank you so much to everybody out there uh, who shares the program on social media uh, who tells your friends about the program we really appreciate it Uh, we've been able to get more listeners this year we're very happy about that and also welcome to everybody listening to this program finding me from my appearances nightly on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program of course the Captain's America Third Watch radio program you can find out more about the Captain's America by going to the Captain's America Third Watch.com that's the Captain's America Third Watch.com and there are many different ways you can listen to the program because we're live Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday actually six nights a week um, on uh, AM 860 The Answer that's Captain Matt Bruce's flagship station there in Tampa Florida but the program goes out along hundreds of other affiliates also it goes out along the GCN network and also many of the different Salem media stations as well so you definitely want to check it out you can go to kylewarrenshow.com by the way for links to listen live to the captain's flagship station of AM860 the answer and also the GCN or Genesis Communications network uh, network feed we have a link right there as well that you can listen to the program you can call in you can opine uh, it's great fun and it's Monday through Saturday and everything gets started up at 2 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 11 p.m. Pacific Time. And once again, welcome to everybody who's finding me uh, for my appearances there on, on the Captain's program. And by the way, Captain Matt Bruce wanted me to tell everybody listening to this program all about the great people and the great products at MyPillow. That's, of course, Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com. And uh, when uh, you go to MyPillow.com, please scroll down to the Radio Listener Specials page. That's the Radio Listener Specials page and you can find out all about these great products of course you've got the my pillow slippers you've got the original my pillows right uh, you've got the Giza sheets, the towel sets. Uh, Mrs. Professor, by the way, uh, does in fact have the my pillow slippers. She loves them. Uh, we sleep on the Giza sheets every night, and they are amazing. And something else too, especially if, especially if you're looking for a, a last minute Christmas gift, or if you're looking for maybe a Christmas gift this year for yourself. Okay, maybe you get a gift card. Maybe you have some. Uh, you get some extra spending money or something, and you want to sort of treat yourself. Go to MyPillow.com, check out the Radio Listener Specials page, and uh, maybe pick up a towel set. These they, these bath towel sets are absolutely phenomenal. I, w- I, don't, I wouldn't buy any other towels at this point. Uh, we're always going to be a MyPillow uh, towel uh, house, as it were. Uh, plus, as I said, with the Giza sheets, the slippers, the MyPillows, everybody in my family sleeps on my pillow, and we highly, highly recommend them. Go to MyPillow.com, and here's the thing, though. In order to get the great discounts, you want to use the promo code CAPTAIN. That's the promo code CAPTAIN, and uh, you'll be helping out this program and helping out, of course, the Captain's program as well. Now, say that you don't want to go on the website and put in your credit card information. You can call the good people at MyPillow simply by dialing 1-800-641-5459. That's 1-800-641-5459. Use the promo code CAPTAIN, and you are off and running. So MyPillow.com or 1-800-641-5459. Okay, so uh, we, we were talking about Gavin Newsom, and we want to talk about this spending bill. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's let's first though let's listen a little bit um, to Vice President Kamala Harris. Now she was on NPR, 
and she was talking about immigration. Now, one of the things that she's up, up in arms about, as we talked about, was the the press coverage problem. She doesn't like she doesn't like the press coverage uh, that that she's getting. In fact, yeah, well, let's let's just start with that. Um, this is from Fox News. At the end of her second year in office, Vice President Kamala Harris is again griping that the press hasn't covered her fairly. Quote: There are things that I've done as Vice President that fully demonstrate the strength of my leadership leadership as vice president that have not received the kind of coverage that I think uh, the Dobbs decision received, basically. Um, Harris was talking to uh, a liberal Washington Post columnist, Jonathan Capehart, earlier this week. The the VP was panned in February for appearing, quote, perpetually unprepared after she gave a speech in Munich that critics called a word salad. Yeah, you remember that one? Uh, however, Capehart said Harris's speech in Munich was one of her top three accomplishments for 2022. Part of a gushing piece declaring Harris had an excellent, quote-unquote, year. Harris lamented the trip didn't get the press coverage she felt it deserved. Now, you know, I got to tell you, I just don't... I, the, the press coverage is supposed to accentuate her leadership and her accomplishment of going and giving a word salad speech, I guess. But honestly, I don't know... My friends, I, I don't know that the the Kamala Harris perception problem is fixable. I really don't. I, I, I think that she's had such a terrible time um, trying to uh, to to step into this role. Um, and it's I, again, I think it's about an individual. I, I, I do think there are so many other people qualified uh who might step in to be vice president doesn't matter by the way uh what gender they are what color they are whatever um i just think joe biden didn't make a good pick here uh, now of course vice presidents typically they can be picked for political reasons they can be picked because they believe they bring something else to the ticket or shore up some other kind of uh, voting issue that they may be looking at and all that that's all politics and i get it and that's all goes into the into the hopper um, but uh, vice president harris has not had an excellent year she's had a terrible year uh, she's had a year where she went to south korea and declared we had a wonderful and enduring um, uh, alliance with north Korea uh, and uh, seems to be making these kinds of mistakes that um, and yes some people yeah, people misspeak all the time um, and that's understandable but she doesn't seem to really have uh, the um, uh, the gravitas as it was as it were and that's that's no fun to, to have to say um, but uh, she's definitely struggling this is one of the reasons why this ties in to my talking about Gavin Newsom perhaps trying to run for president because there are people who have talked about this i actually saw an article in the hill not all that long ago that cataloged the idea that uh that vice president uh, uh harris could for some reason step aside uh and then um then gavin newsom could be appointed vice president at some point and then biden resigns i mean this is how the this is how the scenario goes right and now you've got Gavin Newsom running as an incumbent president, or at least there to run as vice president for president. So you never know. Uh, but at any rate, stranger things. At any rate, stranger things have happened. Uh, but let's get to what uh, let's get to what Gavin Newsom said in California, or about California, if Title 42 expires. This from the Houston Chronicle. Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom of California warned last week that President Biden's plan to reverse former President Donald Trump's border policies could, quote, break, unquote, his state. 
The Biden administration is planning to lift the Trump era Title 42 policy, which allows police and border officers to expedite the expulsion of illegal immigrants. Newsom, speaking to ABC News on Monday, said, quote, the fact is what we've got right now is not working and is about to break uh, in a post 42 world unless we take some responsibility and ownership. I'm saying that as a father, I'm saying that as someone who feels responsible for being part of the solution, and I'm trying to do my best here, unquote. Newsom claimed the U.S. government is sending, quote, more and more, unquote, migrants to California because the state is, quote, taking care of folks, unquote. Quote, the more we do, the burden is placed disproportionate on us, he said. We've already at, we're already at capacity at nine of our sites. We can't continue to get this, folks, fund all of these sites because of the budgetary pressures now being placed on his state and the offsetting of issues that I have to address. The reality is, he says, unless we're doing what we're doing, people will end up on the streets. Now, everybody thinks it's a good idea. You got you can't let people uh, uh, freeze to death and this kind of stuff or starve to death. But here's the deal. He is absolutely showing that what's what's happening right now is not working and to get rid of Title 42 would actually be worse. But the Biden administration only cares about their particular uh, their particular political thing that they think they're getting out of it and nothing practical, nothing practical. Okay, folks, stay right there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi folks, this is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more, so stay right there. Hi folks, this is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. A candy maker in Indiana wanted to produce a candy that would be a witness, so he made the Christmas candy game. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. The candy maker began with a stick of pure white hard candy to symbolize the virgin birth and sinless nature of Jesus. Candy maker made the candy in the form of a J to represent the name of Jesus who came to earth as our Savior. It also represented the staff of the Good Shepherd who reaches down into the ditches of the world to lift out the fallen lambs that have gone astray. Realizing his candy was very plain, the candy maker stated with red stripes to symbolize the scourging Jesus received by which we are all healed. The large red stripe was for the blood shed by Jesus on the cross so that we could have the promise of eternal life. Unfortunately, the candy became known only as a candy cane, a meaningless decoration seen at Christmas time. But the meaning is still there for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. I pray that this symbol will again be used to witness the wonder of Jesus and his great love that came down to us remain the ultimate and dominant force in the universe today and forever. Merry Christmas, and may God bless everyone. I'm Ron Edwards. Please check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this uh, Friday slash weekend edition uh, of the program. Of course, Christmas Eve Eve edition of the program. Hope that you've got all your Christmas shopping done. I've talked to a lot of people 
uh, lately, and they said that they've been doing a lot of shopping um, online, uh, that they've had a lot of things uh, uh, just uh, delivered. They've shopped uh, using, uh, uh, you know, the big sites or whatever you, uh, whatever you have. Um, and um, as I've been going out uh, to do some Christmas shopping, I did a lot of stuff online, but I also needed to go uh, and actually pick up uh, some Christmas gifts as well this year. And I have noticed that the crowds, at least in my area, it's just anecdotal, are not quite as big. Um, as as they typically might be. And so part of it, I think, is spending. Uh, we've heard a lot about spending pulling back with consumers, people not spending as much on Christmas time, on Christmas presents, uh, as they might have because of inflation uh, that is eaten into their uh, to their budgets already uh, with all the all the regular stuff they have to buy, not just putting Christmas presents on top of everything uh, in your budget, uh, but buying gasoline for your car, uh, uh, heating your house, uh, uh, going to the grocery store. This also, you know, we talk about the price of gas and, and that we look at that as sort of this big sort of bellwether and it is, uh, but going to the grocery store is also uh, really, really traumatic uh, nowadays uh, to go in and try to get uh, get your just get the the basic groceries that you need uh, throughout the week and run your family or run your household kind of a thing. Let alone any other kind of stuff that would be over and above that. So I do think spending is part of it. I do think there's a lot of online happening. Uh, that's why some of these crowds are down, but it is significant. It is significant. I'm wondering if in your area you're also finding out uh, that the, um, uh, the, uh, the, the crowds just aren't quite as much. Now, of course, one of the things that is maybe keeping people from going out and doing their shopping has been the weather. And certainly as we go into the Christmas weekend here, uh, we've definitely got a lot of cancellations. We've got a lot of bad weather. The captain and I, uh, Captain Matt Bruce and I, we do the trucker highway and byway report uh, each morning at uh, 2.45, pardon me, yes, 2.45 and 3.45. Um, and we tell all of our trucker friends and driver friends and travelers out there, what's happening all across uh, the United States and what to expect and and uh, what's going on. And of course, it's gotten progressively worse over the last few days. That is for sure. Uh, we've had a lot of cancellations. This from ABC News, cancellations of over 4,700 flights uh, were canceled within, into, or out of the U.S. so far on Friday at the time uh, that this went to press. Uh, could be a little bit more now, of course. Uh, you've got a million, uh, almost one 1.5 million customers without power in the United States, uh, and you've got states of, of emergency that have been declared, again, according to ABC News, from South Dakota all the way to New York. It's very serious weather, as the president himself even communicated to the American people. So wherever you're going, you're going to have perhaps a lot of uh, maybe some delays. So this is the thing. Call ahead. Make sure you know what your carrier is doing, if they're even going to be uh, keeping that flight going. Um, and also, if you get to the airport, get there incredibly early, even earlier than you normally would, uh, to try to account for uh, a lot of these delays and uh, and so forth. So it's definitely going to be uh, a very difficult time traveling this weekend, we understand. So I hope that if you have been or needed to, that you're already where you are supposed to be. Um, okay, so now, uh, just briefly, just to, just to pick up again on, on what we were talking about uh, 
with uh, with immigration. Even Gavin Newsom in California uh, is saying, hey, wait a minute, Title 42 could be a huge problem um, and overwhelm what's already sort of being overwhelmed uh, is the takeaway that I, I got from that. Uh, but let's listen briefly here to Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris on NPR, uh, talking about the need for more reform uh, as we look at Title 42. President insisted the immigration picture is a lot bigger than just what's happening with Title 42. She said ultimately the country needs to overhaul its immigration laws, and she blamed Republicans for being unwilling to engage on that front. So I asked her, in lieu of congressional action, what can the White House do? The president and I and our administration, we are going to do everything that's within our ability as the executive branch. And that means, again, putting more agents um, on the border as appropriate so that we can manage um, what might be an influx. It is about increasing the work that we have been increasing around arresting human smugglers. And it is the work that we have been doing that has been about bringing the partners and the allies together on an international level. Okay, so there you have Vice President Harris trying to talk about the idea of the immigration reform and so forth. And I don't know where all these, well, some of these were right air marshals or something they tried to send down to the border or did. Um, but do you get the, let me ask you this, do you get the impression that the United States is cracking down on smugglers uh, that we're, we're throwing all these new resources at the border and so forth? I just don't get that impression. I don't get the impression. And what about, what was it, the, there was a story that the captain and I talked about a couple of nights ago on the program uh, that I think was DHS um, had said that they lost track of some 150,000 people that came into the United States. Uh, you know, Kamala Harris doesn't have this at all correct, it would seem to me. So the reason I bring this up, because we want to move on to another topic here, um, is this notion that it's not just about when you hear the term immigration reform, that's not, they don't really mean that. Uh, because what what could be done right now is enforcement of the immigration laws that have been passed by various Congresses and signed by various presidents over a long period of time. And this administration doesn't even seem to want to do that. They don't even want to enforce the border, but they will try to twist you up into a pretzel endlessly to make it look like if you're not for some kind of, quote, comprehensive reform, that you're the ones that are actually causing this problem, that you're the ones that are making it worse. And it's just not true. It's it's it, most Americans, regardless if they're Democrat or Republican, I would think that would want to simply enforce the immigration laws that we have such that we can actually uh, get to a baseline. And then if there's reform to do, we can talk about that. But right now, this is just another way of trying to get you to believe that uh, that somehow reform uh, it needs to happen before anything could ever get better. And that's just not true. That's just um, a misnomer that they happily spread, believing that you're uh, that you're stupid enough uh, to, <laughs> to to believe it. OK, so uh, what, what what else we have going on right now? Of course, we have of the uh, uh, the spending bill that has now been passed. Uh, that's going to uh, fund the government to, into through September. Uh, this from CNBC, the U.S. House passed a bill to fund the federal government for the rest of the fiscal year. That's next September, of course. The legislation now is going to go to President Biden, who says he's eager to sign it. And uh, 
It overall, it provides $772.5 billion for non-defense discretionary programs and $858 billion in defense funding. It also has $44.9 billion for Ukraine assistance and $40 billion for natural disaster recovery. Now, that's a lot of money, and a lot of taxes have been collected, and there's a lot of stuff going on with the government uh, in terms of what it does with the money. But here's another thing. Uh, we understand that now Joe Biden is telling us at Christmas time when we're, everybody's pulling back already. Usually, I think it happens more or less really after Christmas time. I think it's still going to in a much more significant way. But here, this is what Joe Biden is now saying. This from Business Insider. Biden, Biden says the economy is, quote, on a winning streak. <laughs> As new data shows pay going up and inflation slowing down. Okay. Uh, do you feel, let me ask you this. Do you feel like inflation is slowing down? Do you feel like everything's getting better? Do you feel flush? Do you feel like there's, I mean, there's smooth sails, blue skies ahead. It's all fine. Nothing but blue skies, right? Do I see the old song, right? Well, no, nobody feels like that unless you're trying to uh, make a talking point uh, on uh, on a talking head show or something like that. Oh no, this president, this president has got inflation under control. They're going to keep raising interest rates to the point uh, where everybody is just going to be squelched, and there's going to be more quote pain out there. See, this is what they tell us. There's got to be a lot of pain, right? You're going to have to have some pain. If, if you don't have the pain, uh, the inflation is never going to go down. You see, so we're to, it's got to be painful enough for you to uh, finally uh, pull back completely. Um, that's not the way that you fix inflation, my friends. Um, we've seen how you make sure that inflation is either very low or almost non-existent, right? And that is you have uh, the economy booming. You have opportunity. You have uh, prices that are, are organically low. Because supply is there, uh, incomes are there, incomes are not tracking with inflation, and everybody understands this. Th this is one of the reasons why I think we're seeing what we're seeing in Christmas time, uh, Christmas presents, and holiday spending, and these these kinds of things. Everybody's being cautious, and something else that's part of this problem, I think, is that you have a, you have. Um, consumers who want to maintain their spending um, and so they've gone into credit cards or they spent the money they got for covid or they're spending the money that they have uh, uh, you know had saved a little bit and so forth this is not the way to make things better the way to make things better is uh, to make it be organic. Stay right there. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. 
Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station. On behalf of EPA's Plug Into E-Cycling Partnership, EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug in. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. You're listening to Kyle Warner. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue to race through and rocket through this Friday slash weekend edition. And, of course, we're heading into Christmas weekend. And we want to wish everybody out there, of course, a very, very Merry Christmas indeed. And, you know, folks, uh, this is one of the parts of the program I really love the most. We have a wonderful tradition here on the program each year now. We've been doing it for several years where we talk about and hear the Christmas story. And I'm so glad to welcome my daughter, Chloe, to the program today. Welcome, Chloe. Thank you. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Well, absolutely. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. And uh, Chloe, for many, many years now, uh, we've been uh, doing the Christmas story. You've been telling everybody the Christmas story here on the program. And uh, today's no exception. This year's no exception. And uh, so today we're going to hear again from the book of Luke, chapter two, the Christmas story, correct? Yes. All right. Well, take it away, Chloe. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and lied him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were sore afraid. 
And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there is with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Wow. Well, there you have it. Of course, that's the, that is the Christmas story. That's why we celebrate Christmas. And, and what a time it would have been to, uh, to see that actual event happen where they made that declaration, don't you think? Yes. And are you excited about Christmas? Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> well, well, hopefully you're going to get everything that you want. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Chloe, thank you so much again for being part of the program today. I know that people out there are just really excited to hear the Christmas story, and thank you for reading it for us. You're welcome, and Merry Christmas to everyone. Merry Christmas. All right, that's our daughter, Chloe, and uh, what a wonderful blessing for her to come and uh, tell us the Christmas story right out of the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2, of that very, very first Christmas. And uh, uh, so it's just really something. I mean, whenever you hear that, uh, that's when it really starts to feel like Christmas. Unfortunately, I've I've heard a lot of people tell me they really didn't feel, uh, quote, Christmassy this year. Either there was a lot of work going on or other things were happening. And uh, so what I'm hoping, of course, is as we really do draw near to, to Christmas, that we are going to start feeling that um, that Christmas spirit, as it were. Um, and it's very important. Uh, we've had a, quite an interesting year. In some ways, I think it's been a good year. In other ways, of course, we've seen a, a lot of real problems uh, continue to get exacerbated. But as we look forward to New Year's, folks, I really do have a lot of optimism. I realize that we're looking at some pretty, um, uh, pretty ominous economic issues uh, in this country, and of course, even in the world economy. Um, I know that we're seeing a lot of uh, of uh, transitions, as it were, in terms of where technology is going and um, where energy is going, and so forth. Um, and what I'm hoping, of course, is that that uh, that we're going to have a lot of practical ideas prevail rather than trying to shoehorn everybody into a political notion, um, especially when it comes to energy, energy production, uh, cars, vehicles, internal combustion versus electric. It seems to me in so many ways that we're being forced into this sort of mode of thinking that doesn't really make sense. Um, you know, for example, if you look at electric vehicles, you have electric vehicles that I think have a wonderful mission-specific application at this time, like for commuting. If you're going to commute 20, 30, 40 miles a day, having a, um, an electric car might just be the very perfect thing. It might be just what you need. But if we're going to try to make it appear as though, well, we're going to, we're going to just simply get rid of the internal combustion engine, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense because things have to take over organically. It has to make sense. So I'm hoping that in those kinds of things, especially um, that uh, that practical uh, practical viewpoints will prevail on things, but also, of course, in terms of our unity, uh, of our ability to treat each other with respect. You know, President Biden actually did his Christmas address at the White House, where he said some of these these following things. Let's listen to the president briefly, um, because what he talks about is is good. 
But unfortunately, when you look at the context of what the Biden administration and especially the Democrat Party elite have been trying to uh, to foist upon us and to create division, these words begin to ring hollow. But would to God that we would actually have better unity, better respect and better love for one another. Let's let's listen in. Our politics has gotten so angry, so mean, so partisan. And too often we see each other as enemies, not as neighbors, as Democrats and Republicans, not as fellow Americans. We become too divided. But as tough as these times have been, if we look a little closer, we see bright spots all across the country. The strength, the determination, the resilience that's long defined America. We're surely making progress. Things are getting better. COVID no longer controls our lives. Our kids are back in school. People are back to work. In fact, more people are working than ever before. Americans are building again, innovating again, dreaming again. <clears throat> so my hope this Christmas season is that we take a few moments of quiet reflection, find that stillness in the heart of Christmas. It's at the heart of Christmas. And look, really look at each other, not as Democrats or Republicans, not as members of Team Red or Team Blue, but as who we really are, fellow Americans, fellow human beings worthy of being treated with dignity and respect. I sincerely hope this holiday, this holiday season will drain the poison that has infected our politics and set us against one another. Okay, there you have President Biden. And again, uh, we appreciate the words. We appreciate the sentiments. There's nobody who would disagree with the idea that we shouldn't be kinder, for example, to one another. But a lot of these things ring hollow. You know, night after night on the Captain's America Third Watch, Captain Matt Bruce and I, we talk about um, these these kinds of things, right? And we try to come up with the practical ideas. We try to see what the good is. Um, and of course, yes, we we give as good as we get in that sense of 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 talking about uh, the the political uh, machinations and so forth. But when it comes to the far left, it seems to me that that the Democrat Party elite has been trying to foster uh, the kinds of division, whether it be socioeconomic, whether it be racial, uh, what what have you, um, into into the sense that there is only the enemy and the in, and the enemies must be destroyed politically. They they have to be completely vanquished and and there's no real bipartisanism. That's that's the reality of the situation. So it's very nice that the president would make such a speech. Uh, the president would would call for these kinds of things. But honestly, my reaction would be would be, Mr. President, don't just make a speech at Christmas time uh, lamenting the fact that there's division and this kinds of thing, uh, these kinds of things. But throughout the year, I mean, start tomorrow, day one, make it make it your presidency to literally bring everybody together. You talked about being the president of everybody, unifying the country and Donald Trump was terrible and all this other stuff. Well, now's the opportunity to really do that. Let's take these kinds of words about the spirit of Christmas, the heart of Christmas, and let's really put them into practice on an everyday basis coming from the administration. That would be 
a great thing, wouldn't it? Folks, thank you for listening. Hope that you have a wonderful Christmas time. We'll be back next time, and we will see you before the new year. And until then, everybody out there around the globe, take care out there. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to You're all. You're listening to Kyle Warren.